1: Hey, guys, welcome to, I always say this, Nathan, but it's always true, a very special edition of the TFL Talk Podcast. Well, it's special because I'm here. Yes, and we'll be talking about why you're here and how you got here. Yeah, but
2: there's some—there's an event that you covered and that we did, both of which are rare. One is only once a year. The other one, well, never happens. So I think that's why it's special.
1: Yeah, so uh, what we're we'll going to be talking about today is well, first of all, how we cannonballed across the country in an EV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that video was published this last weekend. So if you want to go and check it out, it's on altfl.com. And basically, Nathan and I and Cole, our videographer, drove from uh, downtown Orange County in um, California mm-hmm. to downtown Orange County <laughs> in Orlando or Florida. Uh, 2,500 miles in an Ionic 5, uh and you know we call it a cannonball, and people are like it's not a cannonball because you had to stop and charge. I'm like,
2: well, mm-hmm. you stop with a cannonball and, and gas up.
1: Yeah, unless you have you know a fuel tank that
2: the, the, the size, like a yeah, you're, you're towing something. Yeah, no, it's we did we as quickly as possible, but at the same time we had to maintain speed because we didn't want to burn too much energy between stops.
1: So we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to talk about actually what it was like to. Bring the car back to California because Hyundai lent it to us, and you drove it back from yeah solo, uh, solo by himself. Uh, and then uh, we're going to talk about the uh, recent LA Auto show with me having
2: uh, you know a, a kind of a a cathartic moment next with, to a Porsche with the new Porsche de car, <laughs> which is it might be the coolest car at the LA Auto show.
1: All right, so let's start. Let's start with um, the actual cannonball. Okay, and our friend. I just talked to Nicole, uh, and uh, I saw her at the LA Auto show. Uh-huh. She hey, back out. Uh, yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna that's gonna come flying off. Be careful.
2: Yep, okay, I got it. <laughs> Didn't
1: really realize this wire was so taut. Yeah, you're you're kind you're kind of all caught up in that wire. We're still working on wire. No, uh, it's cool. I'm, I'm
2: fine. It's gonna, gonna drive you crazy watching this thing go fly. Nobody's O C D here. No, that, that. <laughs> Okay. So now when I get out it'll fly. Got it. <laughs> I got the, Do you want st- the wrong timing thing on uh, There we go. Should we start over, or are we
1: good? No, we're good. Okay. We're, we're not perfect. If you're watching this on YouTube, you, you'll figure out what happened. Uh, Nathan was wrapped around our little counter there. Yeah, it's it's totally fine. Okay, we're good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and I am OCD. He's absolutely right about that. <laughs> so, uh, we wanted, anyway, I, I was talking about Nicole. So I talked to our friend Nicole, and she's going to try to break her record. Oh, okay. I, I hear this, but until I see it, I won't believe it. Nicole and Eileen. Okay. So they're going to do the same thing. And if you guys want to try to break our record, we
2: encourage it. Yeah, you'll have to watch the video to get the specifics. But essentially, there's a fountain in old Orange County, California that we started at. And then there's another fountain in, well, it's kind of like old, but it's uh, Orange County, Florida. And those two places basically on using the 10 highway, which there's some other stuff. But that's what you have to do in an electric vehicle and do it, you know. Try not to break the law doing it and see if you can beat our record.
1: Yeah, we picked the southerly route because if you're familiar with the cannonball, it was started by Brock Yates, who started mm-hmm. because of the 55-mile-an-hour speed limit. He wanted to do a protest, quote-unquote. So he mm-hmm. drove a Ferrari from basically downtown L.A. to the Santa Monica Pier, and that's 3,000 miles. Downtown L.A.
2: to the Santa Monica No, Monica's sorry, uh, downtown New York to yeah. the Santa
1: Monica Pier. You're right. And that's 3,000 miles. Mm-hmm. And the record for that is, I think, 27 hours.
2: Yeah, yeah. But we
1: want to do something that was hopefully legal and hopefully different uh, for an EV
2: because, let's face it, EV is a whole different animal. Right. Until they have a massive range available, and there are a couple out there that have some pretty good range, but there's a couple things you have to keep in mind. Highways absolutely hurt EV's range. They do not like running down highways So because they can't use their regenerative braking to put energy back in the vehicle, right, unless you're hitting traffic. So that's one issue. The other issue is that if you're going too fast in an AV, you do burn a lot of electricity. And so you might not make it from point A to point B and hit each charger. So we had to keep all those things in mind. And we were very careful doing it. Right. Yeah, because, look, you can't –
1: the thing is energy use exponentially increases after 60 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. So in a traditional cannonball – And if you do the math, I think that 27 hours translates to 110 miles an hour on average, (laughs) which is definitely
2: illegal and dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't. And we we don't want to be dangerous or illegal. Right. We don't want
1: to, you know, kill ourselves or anybody else. We also
2: cannot do that in an electric vehicle. No,
1: because you'll you'll use so much power that you'll spend more time charging than you will actually gaining distance by going fast. Right. So it becomes this walking the tightrope between how fast you go and how long you charge. And that's what makes it interesting. So it's kind of like left brain versus right brain.
2: Yeah, I don't like going slow personally. However, there's something interesting. For instance, the we took the Ionic 5 from Hyundai, which is, by the way, a brilliant car. Um, and it has good range. And most importantly for this vehicle, aside from the fact that it was very comfortable, it also has a very fast onboard charger, which means that we are able to... I mean, an 800-volt architecture, right? So we could go and power in a ton of juice in a very limited amount of time to go from roughly 30 percent to 80 percent sometimes in less than 15 minutes sometimes 10 minutes yeah which is a great you know stopping point if you think about it
1: because it charges up to 250 kilowatts right which is a lot uh, and the reason we chose the southern route instead of the northern route is because we wanted to actually set an EV a uh, cannonball record that anybody could break any time of year because EVs do suffer in the winter, right? Mm-hmm. That is like, true. Like up to 25% of their power goes toward losses, like heating the batteries, yada, yada, yada. So if you're driving from New York in February to California, you're going to you know, not have the greatest amount of battery life. Whereas if you're going through, I'll name the states, Yeah. yeah. start in California, mm-hmm. then you uh, zip over to Arizona. Arizona very briefly, and then you go into... Uh, New Mexico, I mm-hmm. think, very, no, no, Arizona a long time, New Mexico right. briefly, right, right. Texas forever.
2: Forever, over 800 miles, right across track, uh, Texas, El Paso through Houston.
1: And then Louisiana, uh, Mississippi. Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida.
2: Yep, yep. Now, and they're all warm. They're all warm. Uh, although we went through during like in between two different hurricanes, which is great. Um, <laughs> it's true, and, and then a lot of other uh, minor issues with weather. But there is this another thing now. Granted, if you take like I seventy up and across, you will be going through the Rocky Mountains, our hometown area, all that other stuff, and it is very difficult elevation really hurts. Uh, going up you know, a hill is very difficult for electric vehicles as well. That doesn't mean that in the future we won't try something like that. This is our first benchmark, though. This is our first attempt. And because of that, we've set it. And there's something else that I wanted to mention, and that is, why didn't we use a Tesla? And there's a very simple answer for that.
1: Why didn't we use a Tesla? It wouldn't because, work. They wouldn't give us one. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that is part of it.
2: But there, the other part of it is that Tesla has already established a fantastic network throughout the country. And we all know that you guys know that. But CCS, the stuff that we're using, the stuff that most people will be using who cannot afford a Tesla or perhaps are getting a different vehicle for various reasons, they cannot at least currently use those Tesla chargers. That's supposed to change in the future. You've yeah. been hearing about this, right? Yeah.
1: yeah, I don't believe it. Yeah. It's much of, you know, <laughs> Elon makes a lot of uh, promises. Bold statements. Full statement. yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. believe it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, if you have a Tesla and you want to try to break our record, go for it. Yeah, by go, all means. Nothing, nothing stops you from doing it. It's just the, the record is one that people are like, well, what was the previous record? There was no previous record. That's the whole point. We set a benchmark. We set a benchmark. That's
2: why we specifically showed you the fountain in Orange County and in the other fountain in Orange County. Yeah,
1: you got you got to go from fountain to fountain. Touch the fountain, and you can go from Florida to California California to Florida, whichever way you want. It doesn't, yep. doesn't really matter. Uh, and the record, Nathan, is what? what? What do we set it at? 46
2: hours and 46 minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we yeah. spent nine hours of that charging.
2: Yeah, we did. And it's a funny thing because one of our viewers actually pointed out something very interesting. A lot of people are like, oh, my God, you could do that with only stopping for four hours for gas, right? Well, one of the viewers said, well, yeah, maybe, but remember that some of the stops that you were making – when you're getting gas, sometimes you have to go use the bathroom and then get some food or go through a drive through or all these other things that you might do. So maybe it's not exactly that cut and dry, which is a really good point. So what we may do in the future, and we're going to explore these possibilities, is we might try to recreate that exact same run using a gas vehicle, possibly a hybrid vehicle. It's, it's, it's a wonderful run. It's a beautiful stretch of highway, uh, especially um, going through the south. But it is also very difficult. But it would be interesting to see what it, the other benchmarks are for this particular run. And I think once that's established, then you guys can go and recreate these things at will. Anyway, uh, we also did
1: partner with Electrify America. Uh, yep. So that was another reason why we uh, decided to do that, because they have basically chargers about a, every 100 to 150 miles. And they're fast chargers, right? Yeah,
2: in some cases, they're much closer, too. Uh, some,
1: yeah, some cases, they're much closer. But let's say, on average, about every 100 miles. Right,
2: right. Uh, and, uh, go ahead. No, and... and uh, for the most part, if you're taking the 10 freeway highway across the United States, as long as your vehicle has a range of around 200 miles, you should be able to go from one fast charger to another. That's provided that the infrastructure is working correctly, and that's provided that you're all, your vehicle's you know, charged just right along the way. Um, but there have been a few obstacles, and there definitely are still a few obstacles out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you know, if we had missed a charger, we would have probably been stuck because what? <laughs> if, look, the the EV, um, the Onyc, uh Five, uh, has an EV range of I think the EPA range is around just under two hundred and fifty, right? It's really realistically, it's around two hundred and thirty. Right, the, but the problem is, on a road trip, you're never charging to beyond eighty percent because what ends up happening is after 80%, and I think this is an EA thing as well as a car thing, charging really slows down. So let's say you're charging at 100 kilowatts or maybe even more. All of a sudden you get to 80% and it Ours went on a bunch of those stops down to like five or six kilowatts, which is like trickle charging.
2: Right. What happened? It actually was at 81% that I noticed. Yeah, I remember, yeah. Because you could go a little bit past 80, and then and you're like 100, 150, even, and all of a sudden it would throttle down major to like seven kilowatts or something, which is essentially like pl- plugging into or 120 it's it's like nothing and that makes it very difficult for us because we're like are we going to sit here for another hour to try to get to 90% yeah not
1: if you're trying to set a cannonball
2: record right so that was part of the thing that kind of held a gun to our head but the fortunate part was because we're trying to also go quickly going from 30 to 80% means that we would have 180 190 miles of in effect, that, of effective range right yeah. and we could shoot over to the next charger and go and do it again and the cool part is between 30 and 80% Seriously, in some cases, took us less than 15 minutes to absolutely get it up there. And, and then there were other chargers that were just kept cranking until 90 95% without a problem. So it, it wasn't a consistent issue that we had, by the way.
1: Yeah, and then if you're looking for, like, the hard numbers, like how much energy we used and <laughs> all that's in the video. So yeah.
2: go, go check it out. On me. the part two of the video, which is on TFL Car... Uh, at the very end, which a lot of people didn't stay to the end, so they're asking, well, how much power did you use? So, Like, watch the end. The very end of the video actually shows all of the information so you'll be able to see it. But
1: effectively, so let's say you're only going to 80%, so really you might have, like you said, Nathan, maybe 190 miles of range. 180, 190, I'd say at the most. But then, remember what I said, after 60 miles an hour, you're exponentially using more energy. So, so now, the speed limit, especially through Texas and Arizona, which is a majority of the drive, is 80 miles an
2: hour? 75 to 80 miles Per hour. Yeah, right. so let's
1: say we're doing 80, which we were at times. You're probably down to more like 130 miles of range.
2: Uh, or 110. Yeah. And uh, I I, I re- revisited this after watching the video, and it was a mistake that I made, Roman, yeah. which was near the end of the trip going out to Florida. Not near the end, actually. It's When we were getting into Florida we charged up and we had the long, one of the longest stretches and which was like 160 miles right million. and i had i didn't have my foot to the floor but i was definitely cruising at or you know the 70 75 miles per hour and realistically had i kept the car at say 60 to 65 miles per hour we would have had enough energy to make it to one spot But because I was going that fast, we were below the amount of energy and power we needed to get to another stop. It was
1: funny. I wake up like at (sighs) 3 in the morning. So Nathan did a great job. He would like caffeine himself up he would drink all all the coffee and he'd take the hard one which is you know like let's say it's midnight to 6 a.m right? i love driving yeah. yeah so he took the two nights and it took us two nights uh he would drive the whole night and uh, myself and cole uh fell asleep and i wake up and i look and there's two numbers right that i'm looking at one is like how far it is to the uh, charger which is 60 miles and then there's how much range we have which is 58 <laughs> or, was or like, less it's like 54 <laughs> i was like uh, nathan those two numbers are the wrong
2: <laughs> yeah they should be the other way around <laughs> And I am too busy just like, you know, listening to rock and roll and like. <laughs> yeah, you're you know, like you, like, you had to fit between your teeth. Yeah. You're like, I'm going. I'm like, you're gonna be pushing, dude. <laughs> yeah, we and um, so what we had to do, and this is the good news, is that if you're if you have enough time, you can feather it out and, and run the vehicle more economically and to slow get, down, yeah. Right, and, and get back that mileage. Now, what I had to do and I'll tell you later on my solo trip back was I was in a scary spot and I actually had to go behind the slowest truck I could find for 30 miles in order to make it to a charger. Um, yes, you can draft vehicles. I do not recommend it because it can be dangerous for certain people. But in this case, we couldn't do that because we had to slow down so much that even giant big rigs, and this is in a foggy night. Oh, yeah, it was terrifying. Flew past us, and there was I couldn't jump behind them and draft them. So in essence, we just had to sit there and go really slow. But we couldn't go too slow because in on that road, if you're uh, under 20 miles per hour over... The, Blah, 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 blah. The speed limit was I think sixty-five. Seventy-five or seventy-five. And if we were traveling twenty more than twenty miles per hour under that speed limit, then technically speaking we were breaking the law and they actually could arrest, well not arrest us, but give us a ticket. And we didn't want to get pulled over because that's another expenditure of energy and blah blah blah. So we had to maintain, like, 51 miles per hour or something like that. Well, we
1: slowly, you know, it was like, I'm like, okay, Nathan, now you can do 53. <laughs> yeah,
2: and, and we creep up progressively. And whenever I saw a truck in the distance, I'd have to hit the hazards. If I left the hazards on too long, I was worried that that would actually suck up a little bit of juice. You, you name it, we were just really freaking out. So, we, we obviously, we made it, but with, like, Four percent left on our battery. Yeah, there,
1: there, and were, there were like three sketchy parts. That was one of the sketchy parts. That was parts. one of the sketchiest. Uh, the other one was, and this is my fault, I navigated us into oh, downtown yeah. Houston in
2: rush hour traffic, which was not great. Yeah. Now, Houston has a bunch. I mean, the, the freeways are very confusing that all is over very Texas. Confusing, yeah. But on top of that, the HOV lanes, which are beautiful because we flew past traffic. Unfortunately, this one HOV thing Thumbs dropped <laughs> right, in the, right in the middle of downtown Houston, they, they, they which were, had a lot They were traffic. having like Google versus Waze versus Apple.
1: Oh, yeah. All three <laughs> of our
2: navigations were just like yelling at each and other. Go left. Go
1: right. And I'm yelling, Nathan. Nathan's yelling at me. Cole's like, go, I can't go, figure this yeah, out. Yeah,
2: poor Cole's in the back. just like, look, it might even say something different. So we, we finally right. figured it out. We got out of there. We lost about 20 minutes, I'd say, there, which is invaluable time because we're trying to kind of break a record here. and. That was, But but we made up some of that time as well. And the good news is is that, A, we made it safely. B, we didn't manage to kill each other, which I was surprised. I thought it would happen. <laughs> I thought Cole was going to lynch both of us. Um, and finally, uh, the car was brilliant. It was very comfortable. It was a very good road trip car, yeah. actually. Um, yeah, and but, I can attest to that because I drove it back.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about you driving it back. So what happened was we got there. Uh, and then me and Cole, that was uh, on Friday, that was on Friday. We, we, Nathan took us, we changed our flights and Nathan took us to the airport. So we flew home. But then Nathan, uh, had the, um, I don't know. Was it, was it a good or bad task of driving it back to California? Let's I talk about that. I volunteered. You volunteered, volunteered. Yeah. Um, we it was, it was probably dropped it off there.
2: Oh yeah. We could have had it transported yeah. back for about, uh, 2,500 bucks or something like that, I think is what it would have cost or maybe more. Um, what I decided to do now. This bear in mind that things change. The TFL, when Rome makes a decision, it could be just because the wind blew a different direction. So <laughs> I woke um, up on the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> exactly, Thank you. but no. But the point is, is that uh, we made the decision uh, that I would drive back to LA, and by the time I got back to LA, it would be a day or two before the car show, yeah. and that we would have the the uh, Ionic Five for transportation, driving and then around. You'd, you'd
1: come into the car show with me, but then right. But then what we figured out was. That there weren't exactly a lot of great new cars being uh, <laughs> Right, which debuted. we're, we're going to cover yeah. when we hit
2: to the LA Auto Show. Mm-hmm. So midway through my drive, um, and I had a you know plenty of reasons I really wanted to get home. I missed my wife and missed my kids, but also I had a brand new car that I hadn't seen yet. Was yeah, what, you, yeah. Halfway
1: yeah. through the drive, finally his Santa Cruz gets delivered. Yeah, it's, and it's, of course he's you know. I'm driving. You've committed to now driving across country both ways.
2: Actually, that happened at uh, SEMA when the car was delivered. That's right. But, but still, I wasn't there. I heard it was nice, you know. Anyway, long story there too. But um, his,
1: his his new co- new truck actually is also up on all TFL. So if you want
2: to see that, that's right. Yeah, we got a couple videos coming out with that. Yep. Um, so. I decided, you know, I'll drive back and, you know, have a nice time, you know, save a few uh, hours for myself and listen to my music. I love just driving down the road listening to music. And uh, then about halfway through, Roman calls me and goes, you know, there really isn't any reason for you to hang out at that auto show. So why don't you just bring the car back and fly home? Which I thought, yeah, that's great. But that also changed the whole thing, so suddenly this whole trip changed, and then we made a decision on top of that that I should stay uh, an extra two nights because I had to meet the guys and drop off all the gear that was left in the car to a motorcycle dealership where they were hanging out uh, because they were picking up motorcycles right yeah that's yeah. a whole other story <laughs> there's so much to but,
1: it but by the way i um, i going to get this out there if you're wondering what happened to giving away those t-shirts and water bottles oh uh, yeah we you know some people because we put the videos out we gave those away and we put those videos as shorts up on youtube so if you were on if you want to see uh, where those went or i think there's a, a few of them are still out there i think san antonio that one hasn't been oh, recovered wow. yet so go to t f l e v and look at the shorts uh, where we hide the bottles, and I think the one in San, there's like four or five of them that haven't been because some people are in the videos which were published at TFL car were like, "Well, where's the free t-shirts? And we were we were, you know, filming them and driving to the next one and then stashing them and filming them and then publishing the videos where they're at as right. we' were, as we are going down the road. So, Go over to TFL EV, check out those shorts, and you'll see, like, I think San Antonio's one of them. And I, I, you know what? We could do a post on the website to say which ones are still out there. Well, we'll,
2: we'll talk to, to, to Uncle Zach soon and yeah. have him uh, work with so, us So on that.
1: tell me about what it was like. To, so it, if it was, took us two it, days, right? Yeah. Two days. It took you how long?
2: It took me technically eight days.
1: Okay, eight days. So tell me. So, so you decided, which was also quite mystifying. So we're flying out. I'm like, Nathan, where are you going? He goes, I'm going to Jacksonville. And I'm thinking to myself... You're going
2: east, dude. <laughs> it wasn't that far east, and that was why I wanted to do it, because I wanted to go coast to coast. I yeah. figured, because I was going to write about this. Right, right. I've been writing on TFL for Forever. 12 years. Yeah. Um, so I figured, okay, it'll be a good story. So I went to Jacksonville, which is, by the way, an awesome place. So oh, you liked it. That was oh, I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a great place. There's this great. Because we finished
1: in Orlando, which is kind of in the middle of the state.
2: Yeah, and it's Orlando. And it's not like I was going to go to you know Epcot on my own. I mean, I didn't want to lose her. So I, I wanted to go to a nice place and start refreshed, because none of us had slept, really, in, in over two days. In my case, it was almost three days with Cole, because the whole thing we did with um, at, um, SEMA. So, I go to Jacksonville, and that's where I start. And from Jacksonville, immediately a major problem. What happened? Fast chargers aren't available.
1: Ooh. Ooh. And this is a problem, uh, uh, because yes. slow chargers on a car which has, I think this has, a, what, 87 kilowatt-hour battery-ish. Ish. Ish. So, on a, on a level two charger, that's an all-night charge. All night, to go from empty to... And we were pretty much always going down to, like, at least 20... 20% or yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah.
2: So... So what happened? So uh, what I had to do is I had to chart my way to different Level 2 chargers to eventually get myself to a Level 3 charger. And I was an idiot. I didn't bother looking at this next Level 3 charger to see whether or not it was actually working.
1: Uh, so there's an app called... Uh, uh, is it Charge? No, it's PlugShare, right? What's the app? PlugShare? There's Plug's a couple. There's a yeah. PlugShare.
2: Electrify America has their own app as well, which worked actually pretty good for me heading back home. Yeah, PlugShare.
1: I've got it right here. Yeah. So, so there's this air app called PlugShare, and you can go into it, and it tells you it's crowdsourced, like, you know, where the nearest chargers are, and it gives you these little – if you're watching this on YouTube, you probably can't see it, but it gives you little icons, mm-hmm. like green ones are level 2, uh, yellow ones are level 3, um, so it depends.
2: Right, right. So it I, tells you if they're working. I, I was using four different uh, apps to, to try, try to navigate through, from Jacksonville, heading towards um, uh, Tallahassee. Yep. Okay, because that was essentially my way out. Okay. Now, Tallahassee was going to be just a stop. I was going to do my first stop over in, um, what is it, Mobile, Alabama. Okay. Okay, that was my first uh, initial stop, uh-uh. I didn't make it because I finally found a level 3 charger after using ChargePoint, PlugShare and of course Electrify America and I didn't bother researching the information early because I was still a little groggy and there's no excuse I was just being lazy and that's why I told I kept having to hit like wait a half an hour to an hour and get up to maybe 5% extra charge and then make it to the next level 2, 5%. And also some of those level 2 charges were broken. I actually went to a library where one was vandalized and completely destroyed.
1: So you spent a lot of
2: time sitting in your car. That, That first day was really rough and I was really disenchanted by the whole thing because I made it to Tallahassee by midnight. Uh, which should have been just a stop along the way to Mobile. So I grabbed the hotel in Tallahassee. Did you, did you
1: charge up overnight at the hotel? Did you find hotels with chargers?
2: Okay, here's another problem. All right. So what I did, and I, I used Hotels.com, yep. um, and I'm not giving them a free thing because they made a mistake, and that is you can actually checkmark it when you're checking your hotels for... Chargers? Ho- right, for hotels that have chargers. What it won't do is tell you whether or not that charger is a Tesla charger only. Oh, so you have to call the hotels. Now, a lot of people at these hotels are not very well educated about the amenities they provide for electric vehicles so because they, they on, tell you
1: misinformation. Oh, more than once. Oh, yeah. I'd
2: say out of out of the eight hotels I had to stay at, yeah. I'd say three of them had absolutely no idea what they had, and I went there assuming that I'd have a you know a place to plug in. Yeah, so you can start fresh with the full battery. That right, and okay. no bueno. But fortunately, the other five hotels did have some pretty good chargers. And I was able to... Sometimes you have to jump through a few hoops and call a number and download an app. I have like five extra apps on my phone for these local chargers. But still, I could plug into level two. And the next day, 100% battery, boom, hit the road. And I loved having that. Hotels need to understand. there's a big difference between a Tesla charger and a non-Tesla charger. And unfortunately, they just didn't know or understand the problems there. Um... I got to tell you though, I made a discovery. The second day, went to Mobile, Alabama. I've never stopped in Mobile before. Yes. What a great place! You
1: liked it. We were there. absolutely we, we awesome. Stopped, we we charged there, but it was three in the morning right. at the Walmart, and right. there were like stray dogs wandering around. Yeah. It, it did not look that charming to me, but I bet you it is if you're there in oh the my, daytime. Walmart. And there's just
2: beautiful river area, yeah, and, and and there's a oh, old town area, wow, okay, and cool. the food was incredible. Oh, go, and Mobile a battleship. Very, very cool. However we, yeah, battles-
1: we passed the battleship. We passed the battleship like yeah. and it was like murky fog yeah, 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 and all yeah. of a sudden
2: there's a battleship out of yeah. nowhere. So I, I which I didn't go on to the tour because I didn't want to pay fifteen bucks. And I also remember, even though I could take my time going back home, I still needed to get back home in about a week. Well back home, back to LA I should say. Anyway, um, so there were other challenges here and there where there were minor issues, but I had one big one along the way where I was almost completely stranded. Okay, tell me what happened. And you remember this place, Junction, Texas.
1: Oh, I remember Junction, Texas. Remember, there was a motel, yes, yeah, I remember. but they had four charges there, yeah, right? Yeah,
2: So I get there, <clears throat> and there was a very nice family that was there with, a, uh, with the, the guy's wife. He was in an EV6, and she was on the phone screaming. And I wondered why she was screaming. And then I looked at each one of the things, They're and they were all, all shut down. Ooh. I'm at Ooh, less than 50 ouch. miles range. They were probably even less. And there's nothing around there. The closest level, two, yeah. was 56 miles away. Ooh. And, I mean, there's nothing around there. That, yeah. This is oil town, right? So I, pl- I just wait. And the, it took her about a half an hour. Finally, one of the 150s comes back to life. And I let them plug in because she went through all the trouble. So that stop, which could have been a disaster, took about two hours to charge, which I, slowed me down once again.
1: I got to think like all you out there who are listening to this who don't have an electric car, haven't road-tripped an electric car, you're like, I will never road trip an electric car in my life. Yeah. And it's there's a couple lessons here. So I think there are three main lessons. So let's go through them, okay? Okay. Number one, um, you know, Tesla has just a huge advantage with their supercharging, they anymore. they have
2: all, like almost almost a decade head start on some of these other guys with their infrastructure.
1: And, and and as part of number one, the other thing that Tesla's do, which the competition doesn't do or tries to do, is Tesla will actually tell you how long to drive between chargers and how long to charge. So if you go to Tesla and you say, I want to drive from downtown Orange in. California to downtown Orange in Orlando, Orlando. it'll tell you where to stop for Mm -hmm. how long to stop. And most of those places will be in nice locations. They've, Mm -hmm. They've built their supercharger network out in places where there are Starbucks or shopping malls with Electrify America, which is the biggest competitor, it's usually Walmarts. And the first say, couple of Walmarts are nice, but by the fourth one, you're kind of done with Walmarts. I'd say
2: 80% of the ones were Walmarts. There were also some hotels that they were hooked up to. And the problem with some of these hotels is that if you really want to use their bathroom and you walk in, they're, they're motels. Um, some of them were like, oh, I don't know, you're don't really, you not staying here. And I, I actually encountered that as well. So, so what confounds me, Nathan, to this day, right? Is like there are like different lessons
1: that Tesla has brought to the world when it comes to electric cars. First and foremost, like the easiest one is get rid of door handles. Not everybody's gotten rid of door handles. I hate that lesson, but they've done it. Another one that I hate that that Tesla pioneered, put all your stuff into a screen. So lose hard buttons, and it's cheaper to manufacture a car with no buttons. It's true. Right? Uh, Another one that they did over-the-air updates. Love that.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. That's
1: great. Love that. But the one and and these have all been copied by all the other legacy manufacturers. The one that they should be copying that none of them are copying, which is astounding to me because it will guarantee it would guarantee unless you buy Tesla that you will own the future of electric cars. And that could be all cars. Build out your own charging network. Why isn't, like, GM or Ford, why are they all constantly,
2: like, relying on on other charging networks? They're investing in other companies that call themselves experts. And in some cases— It's mind-boggling. Yeah. And there's recently been a huge surge of money in the infrastructure campaign to build these out. Here's my request. It's a very simple one. Okay. What was the one thing you think we really missed going to these places that we had to go to a gas station to do Clean bathrooms? Close. (laughs) What? Squeegee. Oh, no squeegees. Think about this. Uh, Each charging place essentially works like a gas station. You go there to fill up your vehicle and to go on, in some cases, you're going on a highway for even just 100 miles. Your car could be covered in bugs and crap. There's no place at a, any of those electric places to find a little squeegee. One get, had it.
1: There was one at a gas station. The electric One By the gas station, station had right. one. They had them, yeah. Right,
2: but that doesn't count. I'm talking about just all the normal ones.
1: Hey, how about another one? And this is just a suggestion. How about a roof if it rains? A roof. Wouldn't that be nice? And, and shade. It, which
2: it did It did rain. I, I had this, this rainy, horrible night. Okay. And I'm th- here with high voltage monster cable. By the way, these cables are not very flexible. I know a lot of you guys were making fun of me like, oh, Nathan, you're complaining about backing up and plugging in, which does kind of suck, but what really sucks is having to take the cable, which is like a fire hose, and bending it and trying to get it into this port, because sometimes things are in your way, or the way they're set up, they're not all uniform. Some of them are where you can pull through, which is great. Some of them are set up in a line, like an ATM, and that's not so great, and the worst ones are these off-center ones that they had that you have to back into, and those things were crazy, because... Yeah, you can't really bend the thing up and around and over the cart. Anyway.
1: You know what they do in a lot of places? They have uh, the oh, cable come out of the top. Yeah, I know. Which makes so much more, as opposed to the and side. And it's got like a, it's like, a, it's there's like, a spring thing on it. There's a spring there, right. So if the cable comes from the top, whether it's on the left side, driver driver's side or passenger side, it doesn't matter. You just... Plug it in, Right. And pull it down, and uh, plug. Yeah. Pop wh- it in. Whereas if it comes out the side of the charger, you got to get the right side of the car to the right side of the charger. And here's the other crazy thing: Electrify America, and I, I don't know what the thinking was, but this is how it is. Uh, they have two cables coming out of their chargers. Yeah. If you're new to electric cars, you might think that if. Nathan is plugged into one of those cables that you could plug into the other one. It doesn't work it doesn't that work way. way. It's, it's, it's just, the machine itself. It's basically two cables so that you can plug in on either side. And when people plug
2: in the other cable, it turns off your charging. Right. So in other words, uh, unlike a gas pump where there's two, usually two nozzles and a thing and one's for one side, one's for the other or whatever, you, it, that's if you have a gas pump with two of them, that usually means the gas pump has two different imagine machines it, that actually well, imagine gas. if a
1: gas pump right had two gas things that's what I'm saying yeah in, instead of one right that two. means
2: both would work yeah but they don't only no one no one. no in this case at these electric things if there's two little you know things that you could put in your car but realistically only one of them is working from the machine so, so somebody else who's inexperienced grabs the other one and plugs it in it'll shut off yours if you're not around you're in trouble
1: so the latest news last week was that Tesla's trying to make their their uh, connector uh the standard right so we use CCS right europe uses a CCS2 uh the tesla ones are much better but it's too late that 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 horse is left the stable man you're not going to you're not well, is but,
2: there any way that they allow some sort of uh they allowing it. They're,
1: they're opening it they said we are right can, but, but, but now you have going to converter yeah, you could probably get a dongle, uh, but the problem still is you got this. the Tesla cable is smaller, the connector is smaller, it's just much more pliable, uh, and so they're saying, hey, let's make ours the standard, but they should have done that 10 years ago when they started. Now CCS has become the standard, which are these, you're right, they're these awkward big, like, you know, they've got the two DC plugs on the bottom, and, then right. they, and they got the connector, the regular connector level two on top, and it's hard, right? They well, because it's
2: cooled, and so inside that hose, cooled, they have a yeah. cooling and element in, in it too, waterproof. and it's... So, um, and people swear up and down that the CCS is a better system that can provide actually more power in the future, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. I just want to be able to charge the car, you know, at every charger, be able to squeegee my windows, and have it, a roof to cover my head if it's and raining.
1: It, and it is, it is mind-boggling how sometimes, you know, they're down, right? It would seem like, you know, like, like we have, I don't know how many plugs in here in this room, and they, they never go down, but those chargers go down you know, with a terrifying frequency. So anyway, so you made it, right? You, you weren't stuck at this place. No, you, you no, got, I, I was able to get it. it. That,
2: took two hours. that was a two-hour
1: stop for And me, people though. might be wondering, why don't you just plug it into the wall? Because you do have that wall charger. But sure, and that would give me
2: 1% in an hour or, or 2% yeah, in an it, hour. Yeah, it would be
1: like filling up your gas tank with uh, eyedropper. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's <laughs> it would take just, a long time.
2: And one of, yeah, a lot of you guys say, yes, you know, the gas station's at home. And you're absolutely right. A Level 2 charger at home Or even level one. And and you own a Leaf, so... Yeah, and and that's how I charge it. I just basically... 120 all the time, sometimes 220, but really 120, plug it in, the next day it's ready to go. It also has a 30-kilowatt-hour battery, and it's never fully, you know, empty when I bring it home, and I have solar, so I don't mind doing it. So those are many different things. In this case, though, I will say that 90% of the trip was awesome, and the electric car was fine. I had no major issues. 10% of that trip was either infrastructure issues or issues with these hotels that I mentioned where they told me in a wrong way, oh, yeah, we have a charger. Oh, sorry, you can't use it by the time I get there. You, you
1: know what we learned um, hmm. when uh, Andre and I road tripped the uh, Lightning because we had very similar issues from Detroit? Right. We learned that the best hotels to stay at are the ones that are near the Electrify America ones. So if you... So hmm. I should have, I should have passed on that bit, of, I didn't even think about bit that. of learning to you. Yeah. So usually, you know, the Electrify Americas are also off the off the highway, right? You know, Walmart. So you find a hotel that's in that same kind of complex with the gas stations the Walmart and the hotels. Mm-hmm. And then if the hotel one is bad, you're next to an EA station, and you can just go. Voom. It's nice to have it well, plugged in overnight. Uh, but if there's an EA there, you
2: don't care because you can always drive. And Which just... is what I, I had to figure out on on the fly, you yeah. know, that there was an EA. And I asked, I, I used Charge Point like probably half a dozen or more times. And Charge Point, with only one exception of the the one that was broken. Well, there's two that were broken. One was actually like physically someone destroyed it. I don't get you people sometimes. Why do that? Anyway, uh, so I use Charge Point a lot as well. And Charge Point's great for level two. They do have some level threes in California, and I actually, uh, our friend Moto Man uh, showed me one when I went to visit him when I went to Southern California. Uh, so encapsulating this whole trip, it was a very uh, eye-opening experience because I had to solo this vehicle. I didn't have any backup from the guys, and I had to use apps, and I was able to do it. And had I taken my time even more so and actually really explored, making sure I called every hotel and said, hey, go outside and look and make sure it's not just a Tesla charger, or make sure you actually have a charger, (laughs) which in some cases some of them didn't. Or make sure that it's working. That too. That was, yeah. So, um, but many of these things set aside. I had a great time. I mean, there was some great it, stuff.
1: There's not a Ram 2500 parked in front of it.
2: Oh, uh, uh, BMW 7 Series. I actually have of a course. picture. Now, I did write a story on this journey, which is up on TFL Car. Uh, that posted just a few days back. And um, that actually has a picture of the parking lot where one of the uh, charges is being taken up by a BMW 7 Series. And not the new one. Not, no, the, not new the, plug-in one. Hybrid, the new one. No, this is a much older one, and I think I wrote down below it. The struggle is real. Uh, I found some other places where people. There was one guy in a giant diesel truck who deliberately parked in a uh, uh, CCS spot, and I just thought oh, that's that's classy. And he came running out, jumped in his truck, and took off the minute he saw me pull up, though. So I think maybe he, he you, was aware. He, he was aware. I don't know. Anyway, uh, but the trip and I, I, it's a good start. And I think that a lot of you guys who want to do this type of trip cross-country, as long as you plan it carefully, you can totally do this. And you don't have to do it in 46 hours. Look, look, So you could could do it in, like, four days comfortably. Look, you just just
1: pointed out in a really clear and easy way the problem with electric vehicles, right? Mm -hmm. It's a whole new um, animal. And, like, there was a New York Times story where a New York Times reporter who should have known better rented an electric car and and took her, like, 15 days to go – Across whatever it, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but it took her like you know three days before what should have taken twelve hours. And and the problem is, people you know don't get into the weeds about these things, right? Mm. They, it should be like a gas station where you just pull in and you stick the pump in and you fill it up. And it eventually
2: will get there, and, I'm assuming, but and, not right now.
1: And and some of these charging networks aren't making it any easier, right? I mean, I I can't tell you how many times like I pulled up to a charger where I don't have the app, and the first thing they make you do is. Download the app. I'm like, why are you making me download an app? I don't Especially want your, if you're in the middle of nowhere. Where I, I don't really want your work. app. I really don't want your app because in order for me to then make the charger work, first I have to download the app, which then means I have to have self-service, mm-hmm. right? Which you may or may not. Exactly. Right? Th- then it has to connect to the charging network, which it may or may not. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just have you know credit card, boom, done, plugged in, charging? Just
2: like you do at a gas pump. Yeah. A- and a simple machine, and I don't understand that. I would have been more than happy to, to, to deal with 150 all the way down the road. I didn't need 350. Yeah, uh, and it, that's
1: another thing you bring up. People don't understand the difference between. So it's also very confusing. So battery size is measured in kilowatt hours. Mm-hmm. Charging speed is measured in kilowatts. Kilowats. And the two aren't interchangeable. <laughs> They're very different. Right. Uh, and like one of the most popular vehicles out there is the GM uh, Volt. Not Volt, sorry, Bolt. And the Bolt um, EUV, right? Yeah, EUV. Uh, and those have a huge Achilles heel in that they can only charge at 50 kilowatts. Well, that's really slow. So that, that's super slow. And what ends up happening is people who don't understand the difference between 50 kilowatts and 150 kilowatts and 350 kilowatts will pull up in a Bolt, plug into, into the, the 350, 50, yeah. and they can only absorb 50, whereas us in the Ionic. We could go to the 225, and no 250, problem. and then we're stuck using the 150. And mm-hmm. if that person in the bolt had plugged into the 150, they'd still only be maxing out at 50. Right.
2: Think about it this way: that, that it's it's like a ring that you're trying to shove fluids through, and 50 <coughs> is maybe three inches in diameter, but 250, which is what our Ionic Five was like, you know, like a garbage 20, can. Yeah, it's huge <laughs> exactly. by comparison. The amount of energy that could flow through. And the there. Hummer's even bigger. Oh, the Hummer's ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, but they all also there's another important thing, even though that is their t- maximum capacity for speed, that isn't necessarily where they're gonna charge the full time. As a matter of fact, rarely do we ever go above two twenty five.
1: Yeah, I don't think I think we saw like I don't think we ever saw I think we, we saw two oh seven was yeah. the highest. No, so we gotta do twenty. So there are these like there are, it's called the charging curve, right? And the way that EVs work is if you're at twenty percent the battery has to be at the right temperature to accept mm-hmm. the maximum amount of voltage. And then if you're lucky, you'll get the maximum amount. But then over the course of the battery life, it slowly starts to decline until it falls off a cliff at like 80%. Right. And then if you plug the charger in and it doesn't work, you don't know if it's the car not accepting it or if it's the charger not accepting it or if it's both or if it's neither. You just don't know.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So uh, to tell you my funniest story of the trip, which you were involved with, Um, (laughs) I kept telling Roman – I cannot wait to get to New Orleans and get myself... (laughs) That's right. We blew through New Orleans. Yeah. We saw it at night. I was... We didn't even... No, we didn't. We We actually went went over New Orleans. Oh, we went
1: through uh, Baton Rouge.
2: Yeah, we went up and over. Right. And and we didn't even... Because... And frankly, it was good reason. We would have congested traffic and everything else. Trust me. I I spent the uh, the day there. We
1: were like, dang, we wanted to see New
2: Orleans. Yeah, I wanted to get a beignet. And I wanted to have some etouffee and all. You know, Uh come on. A guy my size... Yes, I'm a foodie. So... But I'm, I'm saving it all up for this. right? I get into town, and um, it's um, Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football, <laughs> the Ravens versus the Saints in Louisiana, <laughs> meaning there are a million people. I've been there before, and forget it. You're not parking, much less going anywhere near a charge. The stadium you. is downtown. Yes. Yes, yes it is. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I was just was like, I wonder why there's so many people wearing jerseys. Wow, they must really be into their team. You go, guys! And I couldn't figure it out. And so, you didn't I have a ticket, I take it. No, God, no. <laughs> and, but more importantly, I wouldn't. You know, I'm a Steelers fan. You, you rough have, year. You didn't had a ticket. Yeah. Wrong, yeah. So, but, so um, fortunately, I was able worst, to go. Worst um,
1: year for the Broncos. Uh, uh,
2: the Steelers and the Broncos are both doing really, really bad. I think. This I year. think what th- three and what it's the... it's it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Anyway. Uh, so a, a police officer, I, I pull over to this one place that a friend of mine suggested who's actually a sommelier out in California, but he's like, knows all the food. Go to this place, you'll love it. Okay, I tried. No way I can park, I'm s- just sitting there in the car, and a cop knocks on the window. Knocks on the window. And I'm thinking, oh great, here comes a ticket, damn it. Unroll the window. He's a fan of the show. Oh, he recognized cool. the car. Oh, that's cool. And he says... There is no place for you down here. <laughs> and he even said, aren't you a Broncos fan? And I wanted to correct him, but I didn't want to. You know, yeah. like, no. No, he, not time to, to argue with the guy. No. And so he sent me out of town, um, away from you know the French Quarter and that whole area, and, and to a wonderful Sibu place. It was great. And the next day, yes, I got beignets. Found out that you're not supposed to eat those in the car. Powdered sugar everywhere. <laughs> it was like the worst thing, and it, I'm not even supposed to eat these damn things, but they're so good. Now your wife's gonna know. Oh, sure you know. she already okay, knew. Yeah, she, right. said, she called me an idiot. <laughs> so right shortly after that, Roman calls me, and he's just checking up. Hey, how you doing? You know, checking up on the phone. And I <laughs> you said a no. I, went downstairs. <laughs> yeah, I was downtown, and there was a big game, and I can hear Roman like, <laughs> you know, on the phone laughing. Did you catch too? Yes, I did. You okay, right. me a coffee? I had like three. Okay. Oh coffee. yeah, I was. That was the other thing. I had. Way too much coffee on the trip, <laughs> uh, but that was that was like the f- kind of funny amusing part. And I, I love um, New Orleans. It's like one of my favorite places, and I just couldn't experience it very much because there was a gazillion people for the game. So the the highlight bl- of my road trip was actually Mobile, Alabama, and also I had a great time getting through Houston, which was a bigger nightmare than before. Three hours to get through Houston. Uh. Three hours. Wow, yeah. yeah we, so, we didn't
1: time that right. We went right through. We, we got lucky. Like 5 o'clock traffic. Anyway,
2: uh, but it, it all worked out. So let's move on to why I was going back to LA, and that is for the LA Auto Show, which for those of you who are not able to see this program, if you're listening to it, behind me is an awesome picture of Roman, one of your better hair pictures, where he's next to a very interesting Porsche 911, in I, my mind, the highlight of the show. I agree, I, but I do want to,
1: before we finish off with the road, uh, I do want to thank Hyundai. Oh, thank, thank you, Hyundai. I, I want to thank Electrify America for making us making this possible. Right. Because Electrify America w- did go out of their way, and they did uh, basically make our chargers free. So we told them what charge we were going to be stopping at. Right. And... Um, I kind of feel like that was a benefit to everybody else who was charging. Yeah, everybody else was like, hey, this is a great day, isn't it? They're like, yes, they go, I you know, We didn't
2: want to tell them why. I didn't
1: want uh, to so tell them why But we were in through.
2: the video, in the second video, we did talk about what the – because it shows what the price would be. Yeah. So we did show how much it would be for but, the, but all but that thank, charging. thank you, EA. Oh, thank, absolutely. And
1: thank you guys for watching because, you know, without you guys, we couldn't – I mean, we could have done it, but it wouldn't have – obviously been as much fun or interesting. Uh, And like I said, if you do want to try to find some of those uh, hidden t-shirts and EA uh, water bottles, there's like five of them still out there. Five? Really? I think so. I I think we like stashed, well, we stashed like 18. Okay. And I think five didn't get, didn't get found.
2: Okay. Well, we'll, we will put up an article um, coming up very soon on all TFL. TFL. You'll see it. And uh, yeah, check it out. Call your friends, find out. let us know if you want us to do this again, too.
1: Yeah, yeah let us know. Uh, and good luck to you, Nicole and Eileen. I hope you guys uh, break that record. 46-46 is the record. Yep. All right, so Alejandro, Show, Nathan. So I'm standing, well, sitting there, crouching in front of the uh, new 911 Dakar, which is oh. Porsche's 911... 911- uh, off-roader, believe it or not. So they oh. built a car that goes back to the heritage of racing Dakar. And you can't see it, but in front of it was the original
2: car that raced Dakar. So what do you right. think of that thing? Well, first of all, I'm a huge Dakar fan. You know yes, this. Yes, I know. You're a crazy so, Dakar fan. Yeah. That's coming up, by the way. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I, I see this, and I, I always thought to myself, would I sell my children and my wife and my house for a car? And I always said no.
1: Now I'm thinking. So that car costs 225000 starting. That's oh, if I can
2: totally sell half my house for that. Okay. If yeah. you
1: get an allocation and then it uh, they're only building 2,500 of them. And uh, you see something interesting about that car? The, the roof the, rack? The no, tires. the livery.
2: Oh, the livery. Yeah, well, well that's that's recently, just like the... Uh, no, right, read what it says. Um Rough road.
1: What, what what were that said originally?
2: Oh, um on, you, uh, you know it, this. Yeah um
1: come on, you know this. Roughman's exactly very mean? good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so they, they they did because cigarettes are of course yeah. not not cool. They 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 changed the Rothman <laughs> to Rough Roads. To Rough Roads. Oh <laughs> I thought that was pretty clever.
2: 953, I like that as well. Um so, so it's
1: got a fixed though, spoiler in the back. It's got this, you know, the, the regular Porsche engine. Uh, It does have. You know how Porsches have that front axle lift, Mm -hmm. where if you're going to go over a speed bump, it'll pop it up. Yeah, they put that on both the front and the rear. Oh, cool! So you can so you can raise it up. I think 7.5 inches of ground clearance, which is good for
2: rally cars. I don't know if I would want to necessarily take that over a dune per se, but there's a kind of a point here. This is actually something that you can buy as a regular customer. Now, there's another company. That builds these, and they take old 911s, strip them out, and actually turn them into, or 912s even, and turn them into full-on desert Dakar rally vehicles that actually go out and race and do these cool rallies. But those are, you know, purpose-built for off-roading. This is actually something you can drive every day, which I don't care how goofy it looks to some people. I would, fu- I, with the roof rack and the tanks, I like would the drive r- that every day. Red recovery hook. Oh, is it uh. And it's red. Oh, Tommy would be thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> done. It's a done deal. So, so, you know,
1: I'm with you. I love, I love these off road <laughs> so Porsches. So cool. But I was talking with, um, I was talking with uh, one of the automotive the journalists there, mm-hmm. and my fear about these, and I think they'll sell all 2,500 of them. Oh, I, I think I, they already have. I don't think they have yet, but I think they will. Uh, it's a lot of money, right? I mean, you can get a 911 Turbo for that. Yeah. It's not a Turbo. It's just a regular, you know, uh, what, what is that, a 4 liter, I think, in there now? Uh, something like that. Yeah, puts out like 500 horsepower. still puts 480 seven, horsepower. plenty of horsepower. 40. And all-wheel drive. Yeah, and all-wheel drive. But but the, the question, Nathan, and this is, this. I think Aaron Robinson brought this over. I forget, or maybe it was one of the I saw I Aaron as well, but on a different you? thing. Yeah. yeah, so so my question, or th- th- this person brought this up, is you buy it, right, mm-hmm. and you drive it, and then what? Because you're not going to take it off-road. Yes, you're, I will. No, n- you will, but 99.9%. <laughs> but yeah, per- nine, uh, most so, people so, won't. So, so you're not going to take it off-road, and then you've got a vehicle that is... A little bit compromised because it's got these really cool Pirelli uh, all terrains on it. Right. But let's face it, they're not going to be, I mean, a Porsche 911 is the ultimate performance car, right? So the reason you have it is because you're going to take it on the track or you're going to take it into a canyon. You could
2: do that with this, but it feels a little bit like a duck out of water. It would be a little bit, and then because you're rich enough to afford this car, which is a, you know pretty much a quarter of a million dollars, then you can easily put on other tires. And but still why would you do that? That take, that makes it silly. Then then just get yourself. I mean, you got to keep those tires because if you put on street tires, then you've got a regular 911. What's the point? Oh, uh, there's plenty of companies that make tires that look street tires, but are sorry, the other way around that look off roady yeah, but are street. That. I. I, see, I, what, I, I see, see what you're saying, saying, but you, because the it's only... like, you drive it, like, once, and then what? No, I, I disagree. There are 2,500 other guys like me okay. who are out there who are like, yeah, I'm going to take this. You know where I would take it the first w- place? Where are you going to take it? I would take it to Southern California. Okay. And then I'd drive up north, yes. and I'd flip off all the guys like, yeah, look what I got This this badass car. But they'd, they'd, they'd be, be like... No, they, no, no, hear they, me They, out. they hear would they me be scratching me. their heads like... Yes, exactly. They'd be scratching their heads. Why do you think you're so cool? Because I'm going to Pismo Beach. Pismo Beach, which I think is still open is for, one for of the cars. few beaches yeah. where I could take this thing, punch it, rooster tails, doing that, and then I would do a road trip heading back, and I would stop in Moab, Utah, oh, and in Moab, there's dunes, and there's a really good rally course actually I, out I there, I, and I would do that.
1: Well, I, lo- but I, I would I think, do it. I know you would, but I'm, I'm like, first of all, I love that car, but uh, you know, I just drove back a G-Wagon Squared. If you're going to do that, I would rather do it than a G-Wagon Squared. Right, because it's like you're not gonna take that to Moab, because in the yes, G-Wagon I, Square will do Moab. I, I, right, I they do won't that. do Moab. I will that, do. That will I'll do Fins and things. That that will you will destroy that. I would, Fins wouldn't. wouldn't take things. it to Fins and things. Right. So I uh, would
2: take it to 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 melts. Wagon Creek i you got to shake. That's yes. Perfect, yes. And <laughs> then, uh, but there's dunes there. T- I'll take it to the dunes. I totally would. But yeah. Oh, it, seven and a gonna...
1: half inches of ground clearance, you're going to get high-centered like that.
2: Not one of the dunes I'm talking about. <laughs> I've actually taken like uh, a Toyota RAV4 and it was fine. Yes, you have. This yeah, is true. So I could do it in this. But that
1: one wasn't yours and you didn't pay 225000 for it.
2: <laughs> it's still did just fine. There, but... <laughs> I would find a reason for this, and 2,500 other guys, these guys oh. would put them on boats and bring them across That's, to where they actually, you know, this you know, is a rally car, you know, Roman. happen.
1: It's going to be bought up in Saudi Arabia and Qatar and all those places. Yeah. Like it's going to end up in some garage somewhere and, and be driven five times a year, if if that many times. It yeah, just, I know. And
2: that's what makes me sad. Yeah,
1: that's what makes me sad.
2: Okay. But l- let's talk about the other show before we wrap this up. Because yeah, so the, the other
1: the other car that was significant.
2: Oh, which is surprising. I can Which can't is believe really I'm, surprising. I can't believe I'm hearing these words, but it's true.
1: Uh, let me give you the number, 0 to 60 in 6.5 seconds. What car am I talking about?
2: It's a Toyota.
1: Yeah, it's a Toyota uh it's the, the prime version gets about 38 miles of pure electric range so now i'm making it easier on you mm-hmm.
2: and it has a very sleek body doesn't it like a, a really say, sexy looking body dare i say sexy yeah have you figured out it's the freaking new prius the toyota prius i know is now a badass baller that looks sexy as hell i know what the hell happened this is awesome and yeah. unexpected
1: yeah i i'm, I'm with you uh and they, you know, they got rid of that kind of funky, you know, display across the center right where mm-hmm. you were know, like it was like this like this bar across yeah, the center. Yeah, I Now they've think. got a regular driver-centric display. Uh, and uh, on the Prime, get this—they actually put a solar panel on the roof, Nathan. Very the, cool. The whole roof is a solar panel. It doesn't charge the main battery, but it does charge the twelve volt.
2: Which is fine. A lot of people. That's another whole discussion. Another yeah, people, video. People about think you can put a battery or a solar up, panel, a panel
1: on, on a roof and then charge a big DC battery. You can't.
2: Yeah, you really can't. What you can do is well, you, you, you can, can charge
1: can, it, but it would take like the whole year.
2: <laughs> you can get uh, the, the foldable solar panels. I actually have videos. These guys on YouTube who've done this. And you have to go through another box and then charge your vehicle. And you can do it in a few days. So,
1: wait, wait, hold on. Here's the funny story. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's that Rebel Rally, right? The all-women kind of yep. orienteering, uh, which is which is kind of like a it's milder. It's a navigation. Uh, navigation, uh, yeah. yeah. It, t- it takes place. In, and our friend Emmy uh, drove. Uh, she won it. Yeah, she won it. And she drove the uh, uh, Rivian, right? Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, and you, you know how they, they, they had this giant, like, trailer that they brought with giant solar panels on it, right? Mm-hmm. That they would unfold to uh, help charge the vehicle. And the key word there is help because inside that trailer were a bunch of big-ass diesel generators. Yes, they were.
2: But now there's a caveat to that. There's a caveat because Rebel actually reached out about that. The company that supplied the power actually had these hydrogen cells that they wanted to bring. Uh They didn't have... They had to have a special uh, legal... Uh, pass in order to do that in order to transport and in hydrogen la- in and they the couldn't do it so, so as the the power la- I, I know but the last moment they had to switch to the diesel. the diesel instead of having the hydrogen and the hydrogen would have worked great because the only byproduct is water and basically would have charged these things yeah, without a problem you know, you
1: know uh, gm has that too they have these like portable and that's coming real soon. Yeah. and that's
2: it. that w- that's a whole other discussion a whole different podcast where we're going to talk about the future of evs and things like that that can go- be dropped off in a rural neighborhood which would charge your car, which is cool. But, but anyway, no, back to this. Yeah, the, new, the, show.
1: the new Prius is coming out um, beginning of next year, so very soon. And then the Prime, the one with 38 miles of all electric range. And a super
2: powerful powertrain.
1: Yes, it's coming the 6.5 seconds, 0 to 60. is coming out
2: uh, sometime either spring or summer of 2023, so not too far. Now, speaking of electric and Toyota, that's yes. a very interesting thing. I think that Akio Toyota has made a bold statement with this. He does not like electric vehicles. And I agree with a lot of his logic. He's like, Dude, we can make these hybrids extremely efficient, very clean, and no range anxiety. You basically have the best of all worlds. You can plug them in. You can gas them up. All this other stuff. They're super reliable now. And he is royally ticked about the fact that everybody's leapfrogging from hybrids, going straight to electric vehicles, and not giving these plug-in hybrids a chance. And I actually agree with him a little bit. And that's, once again, another discussion. But I think that the Prius that you're looking at, the new one, that is definitely, like, his answer to that.
1: I actually think the whole industry has taken a a big step back. Uh, I think they feel like they've rushed into electric maybe too early. And because of all the issues, of course, you talked about on the Mm -hmm. road trip, so now we're seeing kind of this dawn of the hybrid where people actually... And the great thing about a hybrid is that, um, you know, you can never plug it in if you don't want to. If it's you can just in. run it on gas if you, you want? You can run it on gas, or you can <clears throat> bring it home, plug it in. Like, like, like I mean, the best-case-use scenario for that Prius is you drive it to work, you plug it in to work, you drive it home. Let's say your commute's 30 miles, you're fine. Mm-hmm. If your commute's longer, you run out, no big deal, the, the, the gasoline engine And it's seamless, time. too, at yeah. least
2: with the old Prime, you, it was completely <laughs> seamless. You had no idea that you were running between electricity and uh, gas. And and it, it's another discussion, Roman, it's a long discussion about uh, the fact that everybody's LeapFrog plug-in hybrids, they're super reliable powertrains now. Tommy just drove a Mitsubishi that had a superb Plug-in hybrid powertrain. Yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, uh, and let's face it, Jeeps, uh, you know, during The 4xe. The 4 by e, the 4 by e's yeah. now. So you've got the Wrangler 4 by e, which is a plug-in hybrid. Mm-hmm. You've got the Grand Cherokee 4 by e, And those things are red
2: hot. People are buying… You, you can't get them. Now, coming back to the auto show, speaking of Stellantis, yes. they did show the Fiat <laughs> 500E.
1: Yes, they did. Which
2: <laughs> will be coming here to the United States, but oh, it's brought. not the one they brought. Because no. for some reason, they said, here, have a look at this really cute little car. Oh.
1: They had three of them. Three designer editions. Yeah.
2: These aren't for you. Sorry. And
1: then the E's not coming till 2024. Mm-hmm. So if you're out that far, I'm kind of like, oh, that's really far.
2: That's over a year. Just come on, guys. I mean, I get it. You, you could have at least had a concept on the floor or something. I don't know. I, I know that their budget's limited with Fiat, so hopefully we'll be able to get something. And what else was there? Well, there's a couple other cars. Uh, Subaru oh, sure. had something that came out, but there was more. Sure, there was
1: a refreshed Escape.
2: Yes, but it was, like, really refreshed. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, I still think it lives in the shadow of the uh, Bronco Sport. And rightfully
2: so. The right, yeah. Bronco Sport's a fun uh, vehicle.
1: The big one that that I already driven and I already covered because I went to Korea was, of course, uh, the follow up to the EV5 the which is a Hyundai EV6 right, right. which is actually even more fuel efficient it's it looks kind of like a infinity first generation that's been smashed together with a Porsche it's kind of this weird some people like it some people don't yeah, simon uh, i love you dude the, the designer but it's a weird I, I don't know i think we'll see time will tell it's them. a
2: teardrop it's one of the most efficient shapes out there the, the the drag coefficient on this remarkably low
1: yeah yeah and then the one that everybody lost their you know over was the ID Buzz
2: yes but you're still not going to drive it until 2024. 2024 yeah, that's yeah. the
1: van, right? That's the Volkswagen, Volkswagen electric van. Van, yeah. Uh, and we're getting the three row. They had the European vans out there, which were the two row. Uh, and by the way, I was talking to the PR guys, and they invited us to come out to California and drive them.
2: Yeah, that's far out. So, Let's do it.
1: So I, I said, yeah. I said we're, and I said we'd like to buy one too, because I, I, just the amount of popularity, Lexus had their first, uh, the RZ, the new all electric, which is that's the, a really good looking vehicle. Yeah, it's yeah. it's basically. Built on the BZ4, the Toyota BZ4 platform. Uh, so that was there. And then, of course, Infiniti had uh, all their new concepts out there, the X-Concepts, the convertible, incredible, just just stunning. Really,
2: Not really? Not Infiniti, sorry. Uh, Genesis, yeah. Genesis. 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 Yeah, I, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. yeah,
1: Genesis had those out there. But, you know, n- nothing that would be like no new Mustang or, you know, nothing, that, no, like, huge headliner where you'd be like, wow. Or And truck-wise, Nothing.
2: Nothing. LA's never been a big truck show, but they've always had some sort of truck thing. I got, uh, I
1: got my hands on the new Colorado. It's really nice. So I sat in it, and I kind of crawled around it. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, isn't it
2: a pretty truck, too? I think it's just a really nice design.
1: And the one that really kind of blew me away was the
2: uh, Chevy Trax. Which, when you mentioned that, my jaw hit the floor. 21000 starting price. That's a hell of a good price. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so any, any details on it? Power yeah, uh, Yeah. it's a 1.3 liter. Three cylinder, one
1: point two liter three cylinder. But I think it's a turbo. It is a little turbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's really nice actually. For the one they had there was the active, which is the top of the line. Comes in at twenty nine thousand. But I know that sounds like a lot. But when the average new car price is now approaching fifty, <laughs> you know twenty nine thousand is a bargain. Yeah,
2: I mean look, I paid thirty two for my new little vehicle, and that was like near the bottom of the range. So the, the, look. $21,000 for any vehicle that provides as much stuff as this does. And I think it's actually pretty good looking, too. I think that's a really good first car. So uh, let me pass along some of the, um, um, this is all
1: speculation. Okay. So uh, This is talking to people at the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is completely speculation. It's not real, but this is a speculation. So I'll drop some news on you. Okay. All right. The This is big. It's you ready big. for it? Yeah. A Land Cruiser's coming back. Next year. They're bringing the Land Cruiser back based on the Prado, based on the Prado, which is, you know, the, the no GX way. basically. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's a scuttlebutt. The Land
2: Cruiser is coming back next year. Oh, 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 Well, I think they understand that they left a really big hole in, you know, their, their lineup. And perhaps Toyota's learned a lesson, you know. Don't, don't get rid of stuff that we like. Even though nobody was buying it. So more Toyota Scuttlebutt? Once yeah. again, not not confirmed. Just, this is just rumor mill. This is just
1: rumor mill. You know, all the journalists are there. Yeah. Um, Tacoma is going to be unveiled at the Chicago Auto Show. Going to come out as a 2024 in like the summer of
2: 2023. Okay, so but this upcoming 2023 Chicago Auto yep, Show? Yeah, in
1: like two weeks, uh, two months. Yeah, because it's in January, right? Oh! oh, oh. oh so we should... Well, I, we, we go every year anyway. Yeah. So there might be a new Tacoma... And there might be a new Land Cruiser wow. at, at the
2: Chicago Auto Show. That would be an absolute See, game. See, now control. you got some,
1: now you got some like like
2: marquee names you could put right. up there. Well, but the thing is, is Chicago's suddenly become like the truck show. It has, yeah. You know, and I mean, remember just 10 years ago, Chicago had like one truck or two trucks, and there was like a trim. Yeah. And then it kind of, and now it's really just becoming important and good for Chicago and good for Toyota, if this is true. We don't know if this is true for sure. Is there anything else before we wrap it up at LA that was worth Yeah, one more about? bit of scuttle, but it, it seems that um, um,
1: you guys, and I'm, I'm part of this, are getting really sick of unobtainium. I'm just really sick of it. So, like, yeah. I'll give you two vehicles that people have no interest in, and that's because they're silly. They're great vehicles, but they're not, you know, because of dealer shenanigans, they're not uh, obtainable. So, uh, uh, Honda uh, Civic Type R. Oh yeah, people are like, I, you know, it's great car. I'll never get one, so why even like like at this point they're like, I don't even care about it because yeah. it's not real. And the other one is the GR Corolla, same thing. People are like, great car, but you know the dealers are going to mark them up by just ten thousand at, at least, at least astronomical amount. So why even like bother? And I think there's a lesson there for you manufacturers that you you probably need to start reeling in your dealers or you need to figure out some way to like get people because now you've got your halo cars that people are like. <laughs> What's the point? What, you know, this, this is just pie in the sky for me at this point. And that was the sentiment I heard over and over from not just journalists, but even from people at the show that I talked to. Roman,
2: when I ordered my vehicle, yeah. in order to not have to go through somebody who was marketing it up between $1,000 and $4,000, mm. I had to wait four months. Yeah. And that's, that's the other thing. Uh, now, look, we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel. We've already seen that some uh, of the uh, used car prices are actually starting to come down now. So the bubbles kind of burst on that and it's slowly coming down, which is great. But as for all this other stuff, we're still waiting, and it's still going to take a while for everything to catch up, but the halo cars aren't going to change. Dealerships have been doing this for years and years and years, and they're going to keep doing this until we move to a new model. Tesla's using it. Ford's starting to play with this idea, and I truly believe that dealerships have lost their right to sell vehicles, especially if those dealerships push prices like this it's unconscionable it's unfair and you guys people are remembering this now and they're not going to go to you when they find oh this dealership was going to overcharge me yeah forget them i'm going to go somewhere else
1: oh i uh, forgot two things about the toyotas oh go uh, ahead toyota tacoma force little turbo most likely
2: yeah yeah we've been talking
1: about that for a while and the prado uh probably the powertrain of the tundra the three point five liter. I wonder if it's going to be the
2: twi- the hybrid version. Don't know. Yeah, yeah that would be interesting because that thing is a monster. Uh, and no new Forerunner in the in the in the near future still, which know. is crazy. But we've been we've been hearing a lot of stuff about that. And you can go to all TFL and definitely TFL truck and learn more about stuff we found out months ago about the Forerunner. Uh, all the trucks actually, because of the platforms that they're going to be based on are supposed to be all the same. But if this Prado thing proves true then it might not be true <laughs> it might all change hey, it makes
1: it makes sense right if, if you know there's the, the, the demand for it you've got the, basically it's a gx right so basically you're rebranding a prado into a gx that you're rebranding into a Land Cruiser. why not yeah why not i mean you, they did I it mean, kind of the other way yeah i mean you've got the gx here
2: already so put a different powertrain in it and call it done yeah why not yeah. i mean that'd be great okay guys um definitely a lot of talking today uh, I believe by the time you guys hear this, you'll be stuffed with turkey. No. No?
1: no, today. It's going up today. If you're listening to this. Well, I'll be it, stuffed with turkey. You'll be I, stu- if you're watching dealing. it, you will probably be after you're stuffed with turkey. But okay. if you're listening to it, yeah. it's today.
2: Okay. So, nonetheless, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Guys, please be careful out there. Remember, a trip to Japan is a real thing, and it can make you tired behind the wheel. <laughs> Thank you to all our Patreon friends who make this podcast possible. Yes, thank
1: you. We we get your emails, we read them, uh, and Andre does a great job of answering them. Uh, And uh, there's one more thing. Shoot. There's something important, and I forgot. Live
2: long and prosper. I'm holding up the Spock fingers. (laughs) All right. Your phone's ringing. All right. See you guys (laughs) next time. Bye, guys.